Claws your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined, as always, by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's show, we'll be looking at hurling in West Cork and chatting to Killian Cullinan of Balnascarty following their comfortable win in the West Cork Junior A hurling final over Kilbree last weekend. Baller also still in contention in the football as well, so we'll ask Killian about the challenges facing dual club, club players, especially in West Cork where football usually comes first. But before we hear from Killian, we should probably just touch on the Irish soccer team and their hard-fought draw with Switzerland last Thursday evening. Bandon's Conor Howrahan playing 82 minutes in the one-all draw. And Kieran, what did you make of Conor's overall performance? A tough game for Ireland and tough for most of the team I don't think too many of the Irish team came out of that game with their reputations enhanced um, uh, we all know Connor with his set piece delivery and, he, and he, it's top class and he did cause problems the last day maybe from general play he probably wasn't on the ball as much as, as he would like to have been on but um, I think when you're a, a midfielder in the Republic of Ireland team I don't think getting on the ball a lot is part of your job description Kind of, um, so it was, it was a tough game, and especially Jack when when Ireland come up against teams that are better better than them. And to be fair, a lot of nas- of international teams retain the ball a lot better than Ireland do. So Ireland can struggle, and um, first they struggle to win back position. But then when they get when they get the ball for years, Ireland have struggled to kind of supposed to be creative. You know, we had Wes Hoolan, and um, he was almost the exception to the rule, and we almost got him by default at the end of it, at, at the end of his career. So. We have struggled a bit in the creative department, so um, tough night at the office for Connor, but he'll, he'll bounce back, I think. I often wonder when the greater Irish soccer public, or the football family, as the FEI like to refer to them as, as in the use and me's of this word, mm-hmm. Irish soccer fans, I wonder when, as a collective, we'll finally accept, after probably 100 years of association football in this country, when will we finally accept that ultimately we are not ever going to be a possession-based creative team? Now, I stand to be proven wrong when Stephen Kenny takes the reins because I know that's how he likes his teams to play. But we get a bit caught up in this idea that we should be dominating possession. It's never been our way. It's unlikely to ever be our way. I, don't, I, think, I think you're bang on the money there, Jack. We're a we're a nation that kind of comes up with one good result every qualifying campaign, you know, kind of, and the hope is that we'll do it again, do it again this time if we want to get to the Euros next year. Um, Which is ultimately all we want as fans, to be there for the party. Because, to, to, to be fair, right, we're not Portugal, we're not Italy, we're not the Netherlands, we're not Germany, we're not even England, you know, kind of, and even just in England. For years, England did struggle sometimes to play good football, kind of, um, so it's not just a kind of a problem just, just for Ireland, but... We just don't have those players and like you said it's about time we kind of got our heads around that and just kind of play to our strengths and sometimes our strengths means unattractive football but it's results to kind of how heart. Many, heart how many points is heart when you at the end of it kind of but if Ireland gets the Euros next year 
that's that's mission accomplished. That really is it, you know, kind of if Ireland went out and Especially considering Mick only was given a two year deal, so his remit was to qualify. Yes, but it's kind of it's almost a bigger question, you know, kind of how how do you want your team to play? Do you want to play this this beautiful football and not get results? Um or do you want to play kind of football that suits the kind of the, the, the players you have and get results, you know? Like I said, Ireland get to the Euros next year. That's it's mission accomplished. But and there there's a but there. It's looking at the fixtures here, Jack, it's going to be tough still. I know Ireland are top of the table and Georgia did Ireland a favour with a nil all draw with um Denmark last weekend. Like, that's for all our Georgian listeners, Jack. I think we're quite popular in Georgia these these times away. Yeah, we are. There's a uh, several strong base there. I think several listeners. Um, Ireland they're away to Georgia next, and then away to Switzerland five days after that. So there, there are two games right there that will define this qualifying campaign. Then Ireland finish with a home game against Denmark. So the tougher battles are to come. I think Ireland have to win in Georgia. Yeah. Um, we'll probably lose in Switzerland. And then it probably come down to that last game against Denmark. Please God, don't let it come down to the last game. Wouldn't it be nice just to be qualified? Sorry, Jack. This is we do we're gonna do we're gonna do things the hard way. Kind of um Just uh, just worth noting then, since uh, we're looking ahead to the Georgia game, which what date? The twelfth of October. Twelfth of October, yeah. Um, so obviously Enda Stevens picked up a yellow card against Switzerland last mm-hmm. Thursday night, so he's gonna be suspended for that game. And we're not gonna go we're not going to look too in-depth at Ireland's friendly with Bulgaria because that's happening this evening. We record this podcast on a Tuesday, so by the time you listen to it, that game will have probably passed. But the interesting nugget to take from that game is Conor Howran has been named at left-back. Mm-hmm. It's only a friendly game, and Mick probably didn't have time to call in someone else mm-hmm. to the squad. So I don't know whether he's actually considering Howran to play left-back against Georgia in the place of Ennis Evans but I suppose watch this space yeah. would, he wouldn't be the first kind of like um, look, look at Man United Ashley Young was, was a winger they put him left back and he wasn't the best left back in the world but he did a job there for, for a number of years and he kept out other kind of even Valencia on the other wing for yeah. or at right back as yeah, well he, he started off yeah, kind of right winger and stuff so Robbie Brady has played left back for Ireland yeah. on occasion James McLean James, so it'd be interesting for Connor how Connor gets on there he's the sort of fellow who applies himself 110% to whatever role he's given so I've no doubt that, um, that Connor do pretty well at, at, at left back so um, what you're doing by that then you're kind of you're probably getting another midfielder in there but you're keeping on Connor for set pieces too yeah exactly so you're kind of it's um like nothing ventured, nothing gained is I think what, what Mick has said. So it'd be interesting to see how Connor gets on, but no doubt I think he, he could he could do quite well there. He might surprise us. Okay, well we'll take a quick break now, but coming up after said break, we'll be joined by Banascarty hurling captain Killian Cullinan. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star featuring our award winning sports section. That is everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And as mentioned earlier in the show, we're talking hurling now, which is a bit of a departure for this show. But I'm I'm pretty happy about uh, this hurling chat we're about to have. And we're going to be speaking to Balanascarty captain Killian Cullinan, who led his team to the West Cork Junior A Hurling Championship after beating Kilbree last weekend. And Kieran, 
what exactly does this mean for a club like Banascarty, who are obviously still quite competitive on the football side of things as well? Um, looking at the hurling first, huge win for Bell, Jack. Massive win altogether. Bell's last junior A hurling championship um, title triumph was way back in, it was 19 years ago, so it was a long wait for Bell. They've also lost the last two finals. They lost to Kilbree last year and Clannock Hill to the year before. So this Bell team was knocking on the door for the last couple of seasons. So so for them, for the door to, for the door to open for them now is, is, is fantastic. Um, they were 218-111, they beat Kilbree. And this was quite a good Kilbree team who are fancied coming into this final to retain their crown. So just goes to show what level that Bell were operating at the last day. Jeremy, Jeremy Ryan, I think, got 111. He was the man of the match. He had an absolutely superb performance. Brian Donovan got 1-1. One, one. Um, ben Murray got three points. Ricky, Ricky O'Flynn, Dave McCarthy and Killian Cullinan all got a point each. W- worth noting too that um, Ben Scarty scored an, un- an unanswered 1-5 inside the last eight minutes. So this game was very competitive up to a certain point before kind of Bell kind of pressed an accelerator and sped home. But I suppose they were they've been so used to being hurt over the last couple of years that they didn't let up until they were past the finishing line. So what's very noteworthy about this, not only have Bell finished or ended their long wait for the Flyer 9 Cup, but it also means that they're still on course for a very, very unique double in Carberry uh, Junior um, GAA. Newcastle in 1988 were the last team to win both the Carberry Junior A football and Junior A hurling titles in the one season. Bell now have the Junior A hurling title won. They're in a semi-final of the football championship this Sunday night or this Sunday against Carberry Rangers in Ardfield, where you would think Bell are favourites there to advance to the final where St James is away. So Bell have a very good chance of doing a very unique double this year. So it's um, so hats off to them. For, for a club to combine football and hurling, it's no easy feat. And they've had to swap between, between football and hurling for the last couple of weeks. It's almost the same group of players playing both football and hurling. And they've been on the go weekend after weekend after weekend. And they still have the county series to come as well. So there's um, they have a very busy couple of weeks ahead of them. They won't take their eye off the ball. It's Carby Rangers this weekend. And when I caught up with Killian Cullinan earlier, I spoke to him about the win against Kilbury and a big football match this weekend. We're delighted to be joined on the Star Sport podcast by Balnascarty hurling captain Killian Cullinan, fresh from leading his team to Carberry Junior A hurling success last Sunday with a when Bell beat Kilbury by two eighteen to one eleven in the hurling final. Um, congratulations, Killian! Great stuff. You must be delighted with the win. Yeah, Kieran, uh, thanks for that. Yeah, we're we're delighted with the win. Look, um, this is a goal at the start of the year to get back to the final again, and um, we're delighted to get over the line. Like it's our third year there, so it's important for the club and everyone involved. Like that, we that we got over the line. Like it's it's probably been too long since we've got a hurling West Cork in the club. So yeah, we're delighted to get over the line this year. Like you said, Killian, the, the, the last time Bell won the Junior in West Cork was 19 years ago and you'd also lost the last two finals to Kilbury last year and to Clan Kilty the year before. So what was the mood in the camp before the game, kind of considering what happened the last couple of years? Was it just this renewed hunger and self-belief that you really wanted to, to kind of get over the line this year? Yeah, look, um, just probably hunger, yeah. We had a bit, a bit more hunger this year and um, I suppose we always felt we had a very good chance because... Um, in the league games the last few years and most championship games between ourselves and Kilbury it's been give and take like I think the last four years now we've played we've two wins each in championship so we were always fairly confident that if we if we turned up and 
and our performances are good, they'd really have a great chance of winning this year. Like looking at the game um, on, sorry, Killy, looking at the game on on Sunday against Kilbury, you'd heroes all over the field. I see Jeremy Ryan finished with, with one eleven, so he was one of the one of the leading lights. We say. Oh, he was, yeah. In fairness to Jeremy, he's a he's a super hurler. Like, um, Jeremy's probably one of the most talented hurlers in in the county. Like, um, and just when it clicks for Jeremy, he's fantastic. Like, some of the long range scores he got there really drove us on. Like, it was in the second half was a kind of case they get it to him, like, because he was flying it and he did the business for us. Um, which he always does in fairness to him. And over the years there, he's got us through a lot of games. He's free taking hurling. It's fantastic. Like, it, it really drives us on. You really finished the game strong too. I see you got one five. You kind of blitzed Kilbury at one five there late on to really kind of, really copper fasten the win. Kind of when did you realise? And at what stage did you realise, Killian, that that Bell were going to win this game? Ah, <laughs> blew the whistle. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, after after losing the last couple of them, we, we just kept going and drive it in, like because. I suppose you're always afraid, like if if you look back and look at the scoreboard, like that that you could leave the lead slip, like so we mm-hmm. just kept tried to drive it on. But it's supposed to be fair to Kilmeade. The game was a lot tighter than the scoreline reflected. Um, I say you've the stats there, but it was only the last three or four minutes we pulled away. Mm-hmm. I think halfway through the second half, I looked up and there was I think it was two points in it, like they're really coming at us. So we just pulled away in the last five minutes. But um, no, Nori didn't have time to think about it think about it really we just kept kept going and I know there were celebrations after the final whistle but for a good few few of you I suppose you'd almost refocus straight away because Bell you're in a West Cork Junior A semi-final against Kirby Rangers this Sunday in Ardfield um, you're chasing a very unique double uh, Killian and I think it's not since Newcastown back in 1988 has any team in West Cork won both the Junior A hurling and football in the in the one year. Um, how have you managed to kind of juggle both the hurling and football this year, and and do so well in both? Um, I suppose always we would have seen ourselves as a dual club and underage. I suppose we would have had about the same amount of success in both of them. So at the start of the year, we just set out our thought like our goal was to get to two West Cork finals. Um, what we normally do is. We prepare for so when hurling championships coming up, we give that week to hurling, mm-hmm. hurling alone, and then when football is coming up, we we just give that week to football alone. And at the start of the year, we probably start with a bit more football training. Um, when we're doing the hard running, slogging, we train, we do with the footballs. But I suppose the training has been fifty-fifty really, depending on which match is coming up. Like we focus on, we focus on that side of it. When did you switch back into football mode this week? Pardon. When we start, we're training football Tuesday and Thursday now this week. So, oh, great. Um, great we're back at it. Um, back at it now tonight. Um, in 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 terms of of this football journey, I suppose beating Kilmacabee, the reigning champions, and obviously Kilmacabee were going for three in a row. He beat them in dramatic circumstances. Um, how big a confidence booster was that for you? Oh, confidence. Yeah, it was it was huge for us really to to get over that game. Like. Um, I think we, it it fed through to the hurling as well. It just gave us an awful lot of confidence. Um, I think we were I'm not sure we were three or four down coming into injury time, so we just kept going with it, and uh, we were lucky in the end. I suppose a high ball in, and we, we just kept kept with them. Really, that was our that's all we we could do really, and we we're lucky. We got a lucky break at the end of the game. 
And when a team is winning like Ballard at the moment in both hurling and football, like and the momentum that creates, like do you kind of feel like you're kind of riding on the crest of a wave at the moment? Like you're going from football to hurling, which which you're winning all the time. Kind of is it kind of counting down to the next game? You just can't wait to get back out on the pitch and play again. Oh yeah, they they feed off each other definitely. Like um, it's supposed to be when you're winning the hurling games, it makes the football a lot easier to face into and vice versa. Um, I suppose we're we're on the run now four or five weeks so the trainings are light in between and a lot of the focus in between is just on fellas um, getting injuries seen after and just tidy up on the skills and skills of the game and that and just think about who we're playing and that so yeah it's actually nice nice to be in nice way it is now that yeah so yeah is, that's it really Is there much of a crossover killing between players and the hurling and the football team like how many lads are, are playing both like how many dual players involved I'd say there's a there's a full crossover. I think we've maybe only one or two footballers who don't play hurling, but I'd say you could you could say it's nearly a full crossover between both codes. Uh, and when you're looking at Kirby Rangers this Sunday, how big a test will that be? Oh, it will be a very big test. Um, I I noticed there they're they're going very well in underage the last few years. I think they've a lot of those players. Um, they win a premier a few years ago, so it'll be a big test. Like their their senior club and. All senior clubs, this was a great tradition of football, and to, to be a very hard test. Like where we played them the last few years, um, in earlier round games, and I think they've been very tight games. So, I would expect a very tough battle off them. And, and in fairness, they've had a lot of work now the last few weeks as well. And in fairness, you do killing. Like you're, you're going pretty well in the football this year. I think you're top of the Carberry Bear League. You know, kind of you've been playing well. Like you've beaten Kilmacky, so you will be high in confidence going into Sunday too. Um, I suppose we're really confident, but look, the league's a league at the end of it. I suppose we came into the first round of the championship having won all our league games and lost it. So mm. I suppose it's great. At the start of the year, it really brings on your football, but look, championships, it's always a different animal. Like, So I wouldn't read too much into it, Like, but it's very positive. Like, And it was a goal at the start of the year we put down to try and win the league to bring on our football. But yeah, I suppose our focus on championship really. Brilliant stuff. Look, Killian, come here. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations again on last Sunday and best of luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one, for sport in West Cork. Now, before we wrap up today's show, it's that time of the week when Kieran tells us what to expect in this week's sports section. And if you saw Kieran strutting around the office this week, you'd have to suspect that it's going to be a good one. He's got a, an air of swagger, an air of arrogance about him. To be fair, Jack, I've done every week, you know. But that's that's us humble carry people. That's what that's the card we're dealt with. But um, it's a. Uh, Another action-packed 28-page Southern Star Sports section this week. Um, big local GA news is that Newcastle beat Mallow in a round three in the Senior Football Championship. And what that means is that we now have a Newcastle Island Rovers county quarter-final to look forward to on September 21st. And that's on Ross Carberry. That's important too because on the same side of the draw we have Clannacilty and Duhello. So we definitely will have one West Cork team through the county senior football semi-final either Newcastle or Island Rovers 
and you have a, a chance there of Clonakilty beat to Hello, you have an all West Cork County semi final. So then we would have a West Cork County senior football finalist, which would be superb. Um, very busy on the GA scene, as you'd imagine, this time of the year. Bantry Blues won the, the, the Carby Junior B Hurling Championship on um, on Sunday. And that's a huge win for Hurling in, in Bantry. Kind of, um, hopefully that they can kick on from this. They're, they're doing great work out there, Joe Donnell and his management team. So fantastic to see. Tim Foley, I think, got one, nine points or one nine for Bantry. He was man of the match. In the Midcork Junior A football final, Ivlera defeated Ahanet. It was two. Once I have it here, it's two twenty-one to where is it? Two twenty-one to one ten. Um, and Ivlera, our team, I think, to watch when it goes into the county series this year. Chris Oak Jones got one eight from play in this win, as they put back-to-back Junior A Musgrave titles together for the first time in the club's history, and it was also their fifth year in a row in the final. So. They're a, they're, they're a team that has been very, very consistent and we have a match report and reaction from that game in this week's star and one of their selectors, one of the part of the management team, he said, the opening 15 minutes was the best ever that we've seen from this team. Um, and he also, something. He is, yeah, and he's even more, he said, there is more in them still and we must push on now. That was Don Murphy, who was part of the management team. So, um I think they're a, they're a team with their sights set high and if they if they play like they did the last day they'll go far we have a two-bit special on the Carberry Camogie team who are in county championship action this weekend what we're doing we're looking at all the clubs involved in Carberry Camogie and um, who kind of all come together to to supply players for the Carberry Senior Camogie team um, the, on the rugby front the Munster under 18 girls team is in Interpro semi-final action against Linster this weekend and amazingly, Skibbereen Rugby Club um, has eight players on the match day panel. Uh, sorry, eight players on the panel of 28, which is incredible because they put eight players forward for selection for the trials and the eight players made it. So well done to all them. We have a lot more in between. Um, Kieran's column this week, or my column, sorry, should um, is just about Paul O'Donovan. Um, he's obviously a four-time world champion roar. And we're just looking at how much more is there to come from Paul O'Donovan. We speak to Eugene Coakley, a former Skibbereen Olympic roar, just to get an insight into what makes Paul O'Donovan so special. And there's there's talks, Jack, that not only is Paul O'Donovan the greatest Irish roar of all time, but he's also in the conversation for the greatest lightweight roar of all time, which is some... That's, that, 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 that's some... I don't know what the word, kind of plotted to lay at the feet of a... Of a, of a 25 year old kind of who's so much more ahead of him but to put him in that conversation to say he's the best lightweight roar ever is incredible for, for the Skibbereen men um, I know if you said that to Paul he'd probably say that's pure shite and he'd have no he doesn't kind of um, he doesn't entertain talk like this at all but um, it's an interesting column in this week's sports section so yeah plenty there lots for GA fans soccer fans rugby fans athletics fans you name it we have it yeah, well, it's available in shops all over West Cork and further afield from Thursday for only €2.20 and you want to see this week's paper. It's a big one and it's a good one. And if you can't make it to a shop, you can always just log on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. Before we wrap up though, Kieran, you did mention at the start of your paper talk there about the fact that the arrogance you have around the <laughs> office this week is more to do with the fact that you are a Kerry man and mm. not so that the paper is going to be a good one this weekend but it is I can vouch for that mm. I was just looking at it before I came in but you are a Kerry man 
will you be making the pilgrimage to Parky Crokig this Saturday in Chihogan? I was there for the for the for the drawing game, but I won't be there Saturday evening, unfortunately. Prior engagement up Karen Tuhill, Ireland's tallest mountain, which is also in County Kerry, another another great selling point for, for the kingdom. So no, we'd a, a group of us had decided weeks and weeks ago to go up Karen Tool on the fourteenth and there's one or two lads flying in from the weekends back home, so we just can't we can't reorganise. So it's Karen Tool for me, so the plan is strike strike early leave home 7, 8 o'clock get up and down get up and down Cairn Tool find a nice watering hole settle in for the night and watch Kerry hopefully take scalps off the dubs but if you're a betting man Dublin yeah Dublin yeah kind of as much as um, I'd love to see the heart says Kerry the head has to say Dublin um, I think Kerry have room for improvement I think they can get more from their forwards the next day uh, Clifford Ganey and Stephen O'Brien um, but Dublin have huge room for improvement too um, they'll, Jim Gavin will definitely come back with something new and I think it was very interesting after the drawing game Jack that when Jack McCaffrey he was man of the match but Jim Gavin didn't let him receive his man of the match award or even do the interview after it's almost a focus straight away on the replay kind of Dublin will be hurting to a certain extent well not to a certain extent they will be hurting from their performance in the in, in the in the, in the drawing game because they've been questioned uh, a lot since um, maybe it was a below our Dublin performance or maybe maybe it's the first signs that this Dublin juggernaut is starting to store down um, they haven't been as good as they will bear the 12 minutes against Mayo they haven't really hit the heights this year because they haven't been pushed to hit the heights so all of a sudden when Kerry asked questions of them that they were never they hadn't been asked this year they almost struggled a bit to find the answers I know they were down to 14 men for the entire second half but Dublin were four points up. They did go five points up. Um, and it was Dublin who had the chances at the end of the game to win it. And Dublin missed the chances. So no, Kerry did not choke. Did Kerry leave a chance behind them? They did. But so did Dublin. Dublin missed the chances. So um, after all that mini rent, I just think Dublin will win. And I'll be a quiet and humble Kerryman as always next week in the office, Jack. You won't even know I'm here. Well, that's for sure. If they don't win, we won't know you're here. You'll probably have a time block up on your office from Monday morning to whenever you leave later in the week oh yes yeah um, thanks for listening to this week's Star Sport Podcast we'll be back at the same time next week so if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on iTunes Spotify YouTube Acast Stitcher wherever else you listen to the show